Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. El Nino is here, and it's already driven the month of June to record its hottest days on record, as well as so far this month. But how has El Nino affected commodity prices, and can we expect further shakeup in commodity markets as the weather pattern shifts? Well, joining us on the phone today is Priyanka Shashteva, who is the market analyst at Philip Nova. Priyanka, thank you for joining. Me once again today. Hi, Hong Bin. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Hi. Okay, Priyanka. You and me both. We're already feeling the heat. Yeah, and that's with the effects of El Nino already bringing the hottest days on record. So, are commodity markets feeling the heat as well? How has El Nino affected commodity markets so far? Well, yes, the heat is definitely building up, and El Nino is. Causing droughts in many Asian harvesting zones, as well as there are extreme rainfalls in the Southern America. Mm. So, on back backdrop of these uh, warmest days that we recorded in Asia, rice, a very native uh, key grain that we produce in Asia, has nearly risen to two years high and. Reportedly, there is a stockpiling going on in the physical market. Report from the World Meteorological Organization threatened that the droughts in the southern Asia will continue, and there will be drier conditions in most of the Asia Pacific region, and thus the production of rice is currently deeply threatened. Mm. Markets also witnessed in the first half year that uh, you know corn and wheat uh, dropped despite. The global supplies being uh, restricted from Ukraine. Okay. The corn, which is uh, the key produce in the U.S., has received better precipitation in the region, and the production has a boost. That's why the prices in the domestic market slide. Mm. Sugar and cocoa are also skyrocketing. Mm. El Nino in uh, 2015 and 16 has coincided with the rally in the sugar prices, mm. and something similar, you know, is in the making right now. Also, sugar is 20 percent up uh, year to date, and as far as cocoa production is concerned, the forecast says that the Ivory Coast will be receiving heavy rainfall throughout the year, and that's basically denting the forecast of production. Okay. Even the as far as the Asian crops are concerned, there are higher chances that the yield of all the crops, including palm oil, rubber, tea, spices in Southeast Asia, and you know uh, everything will be dented. Mm-hmm. So that would also mean a return of food inflation back on the globe. I see, I see, and you're you're just talking about how El Nino has brought droughts to many areas, and it's affecting, as you mentioned, crops like sugar and cocoa and prices of that. So of course, you know, agriculture commodities they are the most affected by the shift in weather patterns. Which commodity is impacted the most, Priyanka? Well, it may now sound very sweet, but El Nino is really making for us all too difficult to indulge in the chocolates in the desert. You oh, know, no. <laughs> <laughs> the cost of raw material that goes into these sweet, sweet confectionery—chocolate, mm. cocoa, and sugar—you know—they have all reached a high, all all-time high, and cocoa is currently thirty percent up year to date. Oh, El Nino turbulence uh, typically uh, brings a lot of floods to Brazil, and mm. 
a, a very reduced rainfall to India, which are the key producing uh, regions of sugar. Mm-hmm. So the sweet crop production is definitely dented and it's leaving physical market in a threatened to the core. While the uh, if we come to the energy, the natural gas and heating oil has been crumbling, mm. and Nino is uh, characterized by weaker hurricane seasons in Atlantic Ocean, which means that. Oil rigs and other infrastructure in Gulf of Mexico will not have to shut down. In fact, there will be a boost in production. There will be no um, disruptions in exports of NG. So that would mean that the supplies of NG could actually increase globally, which is currently weighing on the commodity price a lot. Mm, I see. I see. While we're talking about all these sweet stuff, prices of them do not sound sweet at all. Well, Priyanka, I also want to talk about crude oil. Does El Nino also have an impact on crude oil prices? I mean, El Nino from 2014 to 2016, it coincided with a major drop in oil prices caused by an oversupply in the market due to high shale oil production and OPEC production increases. Can we expect the same for this year as well? Uh, well, yes, El Nino uh, definitely means less disruption to oil production, mm-hmm. so which could boost the supplies. But I don't honestly feel that there is the history repeating itself here mm, because okay. dynamics in oil market are way too different right now. There are so many power plays happening that the impact of El Nino will be just absorbed, you know. Fuel costs uh, can actually rise, I would say, because the hydroelectric power that's generated in Asia will fall due to droughts. And these countries, these Asian countries, will might have to shift to the fossil fuel energies for their needs. While, yes, there would be a, a you know jump in oil demand from Asian and other countries, mm-hmm. we all know that there is economic downturn going on and there is, you know, the influence of uh, producer cartel OPEC, which is currently, you know, bidding to keep the oil prices elevated. They are Mm -hmm. trying to restrict supplies. So they have already announced that the production cuts can be extended to 2024. And any impact, if at all, there is on production due to El Nino, it will be absorbed by the Saudi cuts. Mm. We are definitely entering a second half of the year, which is like deficit for all supplies. Mm-hmm. And although I would not say that the downtrend in oil is completely ruled out, but my bets are definitely on the bullish side. Okay, I see, I see. So Priyanka, how can investors then mitigate the volatility in commodity markets brought on by El Nino? I mean, should they stay away from agricultural commodities? Well, I would not say that entirely true. The mm-hmm. average agricultural commodity basket is actually up by 11 to 12% okay. year to date. They are volatile. They have been fluctuating. And yes, volatility should be mitigated when it comes to from a point of view of an investor, you know. Mm-hmm. But volatility has its own opportunities and should not be missed. El Nino is going to create uh, inflationary pressures on grains in all those agri-commodities and will impact the GDP of certain nations, especially those countries which has higher reliance over the agriculture as a proportion of GDP. Whereas the agricultural oils like soya bean or palm oil mm-hmm. or even crude oil will stand to benefit from the rise in these commodity prices because of the less supplies, right? Mm-hmm. So investors should stay receptive to 
global events mm. should equip their portfolios or diversify you know using a different market of assets even if it's commodities you know agri commodities should be mingled with materials and metals and you know other classes of assets including the safe havens we are in a time of uncertainties and diversification wouldn't hurt Okay, okay. And I now want to shift focus now because we're entering the second half of the year. And I also want to take an overall look at how commodity markets have fared in the first half of the year. Priyanka, was it up to your expectations? I mean, what factors primarily drove commodity markets? Are they you know, likely to continue to drive the movement in the markets in the second half of the year as well? Well, if I see what S&P GSI Commodity Index reflects, it's a slump of 10% overall, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a benchmark that worldwide, uh, you know, is gauged uh, to test the performance of the commodity market. But different commodities have behaved in a different way. Industrial metals have uh, dropped almost 4%, whereas energy and commodities is down by 23%. Agriculture is up by 11%. So mm. as far as I would say the uh, performance of commodities is concerned, the overall slump that we see in the index is pretty much in line with the overall weakening or economic meltdown that we have seen across the globe. Of course, when there is inflationary pressures and there is a higher borrowing cost, the consumption tends to mellow down. And all of these factors that were impacting commodities in the first half of the, half of the year hasn't changed yet. The world's largest mover of commodities and materials is struggling china is struggling to unfold its recovery mm-hmm. it has been bumpy supplies are distorted in the black sea region there are inflationary pressures there are differential central uh, bank stands over how they want to structure their monetary tightening so everything cumulative altogether will eventually decline the economic activity in the rest of the year as well Mm. Top of it, we have El Nino. Top of it, we have Russian green deal, which is in jeopardy. So all of this, which is which was structuring the first half of the year, will be structuring the next half of the year as well. There is not much change to it. Okay, okay. So who were the biggest winners in commodity markets in the first half? The biggest winner would be, again, uh, I would say cocoa because mm. uh, it has risen 30%. Cocoa cultivation is primarily concentrated in Western Africa and Latin America. Ivory Coast alone caters to about 50% of the world's cocoa. And El Nino is bringing plentiful rains to the region and uh, by the year end, the main crop yield, which comes between October and March 2024, uh, 2024 will be under severe threat. Mm. And while um, fuel and energy are engulfed in the headwinds, the pressure metal gains were, were also on the big winning side. So mm-hmm. gold is up by about 6% of the year, you know, year to date, all thanks to the fact that market is still discounting a possible recession coming forward. Mm. The prolonged battles of higher rates is still on. Inflation is expected to lead a economic meltdown. Mm-hmm. And historically, you know, gold has always proved its worth against the times of duress, the times of uncertainty. So similar will be expected of bullion. Nothing new is expected from gold. It's just likely to behave in the same way. So. Yeah. Okay, okay. What about the biggest losers then? Uh, the biggest losers uh, for the first half is uh, natural gas and heating oil. NG is down mm-hmm. by 40% and heating oil is down by 24%. There is prospects that, you know, um, 
they will they will the production uh, will increase for ng and whatever bullish momentum we saw recently in past few weeks is very short lived the milder temperatures are forcing due to el nino are forcing that there will be less demand for natural gas in mm-hmm. united states and better production so overall it's going to weigh over natural gas all the industrial metals are muted and can if there will be an chinese recovery will not be there or there is an obvious disappointment uh, around the chinese recovery so the metals will continue to have those headwinds over them wheat and corn are also losing year to date owing to the better production as of now but mm-hmm. this can change any day you know the the rainfalls are good they are helping production but they can actually turn into disaster as well okay okay and i mean in the past several months oil prices they've They've been a hot topic and it continues to be in fact Brent oil it rose around 2% yesterday as well. What is your outlook for oil in the next few months? Well, if I have to sum up oil's way is just its oil markets are adapting. The first of the half year saw a decline due to the concerns of global economic health. Mm. global slowdown that we witnessed has impacted the demand for oil so there is a correlation between you know uh, the slowdown in the oil demand which is mm-hmm. very much witnessed in the first half of the year however due to a dollar easing uh, you know last week the oil markets rebounded and going forward they are expected to stay volatile the dance between the oil market and the us dollar appeal will continue for the rest of the year as well and as far as anino's impact is uh, concerned uh, there will be a small boost of production which will be absorbed by saudi technically mm. uh, wti has taken um, a multiple support around the level of uh, usd 67 per barrel so i would say the long term trend has shifted to a bullish territory mm-hmm. and if there is a breakout over the fibonacci level of usd 75 per barrel it can prove vital for oil's future or flight you know and cherry on cake is saudi's resolve they just want to make sure that the prices are elevated so they will right. come up with their manipulation and interventions to ensure that the supplies through black sea basin are restricted one more thing i would uh, you know really point out mm-hmm. to oil investors is that the chinese demand can come up any day china right. is holding cheap oil so they know something that the rest of the markets don't don't they mm-hmm. are preparing for a boost in their economic recovery so if that happens I would say WTI hovering over dollar eighty a barrel is pretty much in cards. Mm, okay, okay, and I mean gold also saw a lot of movement, especially amid that backdrop of rising interest rates from major central banks. How is gold likely to fare in the next six months? Oh uh, well, I would say gold has been moving sideways. There had been a lot of push and pull to gold, and mm-hmm. still, you know. Beers, gold beers, somehow managed to push the price below the lower boundary or the psychological level of USD nineteen hundred per ounce. Right. The the uncertainty around the Fed's future projections is weighing over the safe safe haven, you know, appeal mm. of the gold. But I would say that broader market notion is still backing the fact that Federal Reserve's pivot is near. It's mm-hmm. near the. you know ending of a tightening cycle it's just that it gold is missing a catalyst probably uh, a little boost from chinese recovery or you know uh, a, a more relaxed uh, 
dovish kind of a view from federal reserve mm-hmm. the us uh, labor markets are still resilient and still providing room that there can be a little more tightening so honestly but on the gold's perspective a little has changed i i'm expecting a change but that's just not there yet so mm. the fed's job is not over yet it needs more suppressing of the us economy mm-hmm. while it while this all is very bullish for usd it's definitely a headwind for the gold as of now and we need a much more clear perspective for gold to actually rally back to higher levels Okay, okay. And before we let you go, Priyanka, what should investors be looking out for in the second half of the year that may move commodity markets? Okay, the first thing investors should watch out is definitely the US dollar and its influence. Mm. Uh, just being very practical, uh, inflationary pressures in the US dollar, differential take of central bank is churning the appeal, you know, and of right. the dollar and it has its own way of impacting all the dollar denominated commodities so every commodity which has a benchmark trading in usd will definitely be affected by what fed and other central banks are doing for the terminal rates mm. the next thing that uh, comes to my mind is the chinese contribution we cannot overshadow that yes china is undoubtedly the mover of global commodities while chinese data point indicates that boosting economy won't be a quick fix this time but mm-hmm. there is still hope uh, for how long there will be a stagnant uh, recovery right the the chinese authorities are influxing stimulus so this change this turnaround has to come so industrial metals uh base metals materials which are muted as of now but mm-hmm. a rebound might just be right the corner right right well thank you so much priyanka as always for your time and your insights today Thank you so much, Young Ben. Thank you. We've been speaking with Priyanka Sashteva, market analyst at Philip Nova, and we've been discussing how El Nino has affected commodity markets so far, as well as the outlook for commodity markets for the second half of the year. I'm Hong Bin Jung, and this has been Money in the Market. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O. Audio at the App Store and Google Play.